Howdy do buckaroos and welcome to the after show. We are back. It is Friday, Friday, February 21st. Holy smokes. How did that happen? Uh, I, as always, am Michael Rose and with me, as always, is my podcasting partner in crime of a decade or more. Miss Kelly Guimont. Of just forever. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> uh, How's it going, Kelly? With your host, Mike Rose and Kelly, who uh, glanced at Twitter and just can't even right now. So, yeah, um, so, yeah that's so a fine thing to up. do as I'm about to record with a friend of mine. Ca- catch, catch us up on what is going on in the world. Good. Okay. So, um, remember how we had the conversation about um, uh, the the naughty replies on Netf- from the Net- about Netflix? Yeah. The brand, yeah. the naughty, so, the, the brand, yeah, yeah. So this horrible. is this will also tap dance on that line. Um, I follow a Twitter account for uh, a thing called Booty Mashup, which is this website that takes mashups, which is when you take the the music of one song and the vocals from another song, and you kind of squish them all together and make a new thing out of it. Because okay. I love them, and yeah. um, and every month they put out a best of booty. December 2019, January 2020, February 2020. So you can sort it's like getting a new mixtape every month. And part of this I like because again, I pink puffy heart the mashup, but also because um, a lot of times when people are making these, they're making them with songs that are current. And so this is sort of an interesting way to find out like kind of what people are hearing the most on the radio. So I go listen to these. So I follow this Twitter account and it says uh, at DNA Lounge, Cirque du Poulet on stage at 11 p.m. Saturday. And there's a little video clip. And like a sucker, I clicked on it and went, did they just type something wrong? No, no. They mean Cirque du Poulet. Uh, yeah, it's exactly what it says on the tin. And so, um, holy moly. So I went, oh, goodness. Well, I guess I should scroll past that. So I scroll past that and I see the Oregonian headline. And I'm reading this directly from the Oregonian's Twitter account. They should... Anyway. Um, here it is. Macklemore gets new job. Dutch Brothers Executive yes. Creative Director of Cold Brew. It's, <laughs> it's Portland word salad. <laughs> Where? Okay, the reason that's funny is because I see this tweet and it's been quoted by someone else who said, this reads like Pacific Northwest Mad Libs. Yes, that's and that, I'm like, that ding, is in fact what I ding, saw. ding. Yes, um, I'm afraid to scroll any further. Uh, so, <laughs> God so, knows what might be what might be a little further. Right. We can't so, so, so we're trying to record. Here's some some inside baseball for everybody. So we're trying to record, and Mike goes, "Do you hear music?" And I'm like, "I, I don't know." Uh, I just <laughs> like I looked at Twitter, and now like my ears don't work. I can't tell. So yeah. This is where we're at, kids. So Hello th- and welcome. This, this is where we're at. The, in, in fact, there's so. This is the challenge of my my Mac life, not to be confused with your Mac life. Copyright, Sean <laughs> King. Don't, don't sue us, Sean. Uh, my Mac life at the moment. The the home machine, as 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 longtime listeners know, is a an aging, uh, twenty one inch iMac, um, circa circa 2011, 2012. Like it it is it is. The last model that supports um, target display mode, okay, which which I cherish. I, I I use it all the time. It's a great way to plug in my work laptop. It's great. It works great as a very 
you know, a rather expensive 21 inch display. The problem is it does not have a GPU that supports metal. So it can't run um, anything beyond High Sierra. Can't mm-hmm. run Mavericks, can't run Mojave. Uh, and and it's starting to be a problem. Um, like, for example, I, I can no longer really run messages on it because iMessage synchronization through, through iCloud gets all screwy. Um, <laughs> and, and so I, I, I daren't, uh, connect it with my with my iMessage account. Um, other other apps are starting to just sort of give up, uh, and in this case, Loopback, which is what we use to to um, cut in our music, is still working fine. But it had updated since the last time we recorded a show, which has been a little while, and uh, there were switches and buttons and things that I wasn't expecting. So it took us a while to figure out why I I couldn't hear the the intro music as I usually can. Um, <laughs> But nevertheless, all that said, uh, the the challenge for me is just what to do, and I, I think I think I I am I'm not planning on buying a new machine anytime soon. I do have a. Are you sure? S- well, I have a serviceable, <laughs> perfectly serviceable um, early generation uh, Retina MacBook Pro, 15 inch MacBook Pro. Uh, it ain't it ain't a speed demon, but it works great, and it is running uh, Mojave. And I can use that as the computer and continue to use the iMac as the monitor. But the, like the work involved in doing that is such a pain in the neck. Um, <laughs> and so, but I really should. Like I should do that and bite the bullet. Oops, excuse me. Is it the whack, same whack, amount of pain? Is it the same amount of pain as running High Sierra in a Catalina world? <laughs> well, forget Catalina. I can't even, what, what am I running on this machine? I'm pretty sure, yeah, it's High Sierra. Can't go past High Sierra. Um, so it, it, it's probably less pain than that. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, that because like I, this poor Franken iMac has been like, there's a, there's an SSD in there. There's a spinning hard drive. There's crap all over the place. There's stuff, there's data everywhere. I should just move it all off, wipe it down to the basics, just use it as a monitor for as long as it lasts. And then be done with it mm-hmm. but i mean the other problem is in order to switch into target target display mode you need to have a keyboard hooked up to it um or true. use a use a virtual bluetooth keyboard and that's a pain in the neck too and i i just don't know i feel like you know at some point i could just if i just spent 150 bucks on a monitor mm-hmm. i could retire this entirely and just use the you laptop could. when i need the you laptop could, and you could send I it could to do, a farm up state where it would be happy i could i could i could send it to live with the other ibacks I don't on the know. Daisy I just, Hill I puppy feel farm. So sentimental about it. I feel so sentimental about it. I feel it's it's a difficult thing. But anyway, um, how are you? It's been it's been too long. I think officially by 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 our standards, it's been too long. <laughs> yes. What's 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 been going on? How are you? Goodness sakes. Um. Well. Uh. Let's see. My brother brought his girlfriend. Uh. To my native land to meet a large swath of my family. And uh, we didn't really know how it was going to go, I'll be honest. Because um, yeah, it was sort it was of unpredictable. Kind of, a, kind of a risky move. It can be. High, high risk, um, high reward. Yeah. yeah, but brought her and uh, her, let's see, it would be her uh, granddaughter. Um, so uh, her her daughter um, uh, had a kid. And uh, she's nine now, and she is the most 
hilarious person I have spent time with in I don't even know how long. And <laughs> she's fantastic. Like, um, uh, we were, you know, we were staying there and, and we were getting ready to go somewhere. And so she was brushing her hair and she was kind of making this face because her hair is very long and very straight. So it was very tangly. So she was brushing it and kind of making a face. And I said, oh, I know that face. I make it when I have to comb my hair. And she looks at me and she goes, you know, Kelly, the struggle is real. <laughs> the nine-year-old says the this? The nine-year-old. And I just... That's fantastic. And I was like, I, I'm not laughing at your pain, but I'm sorry. That was really funny. And... uh so uh, they all they all went off to church. Primarily, I guess they go to Lutheran church, and so mm-hmm. they went off to Catholic church. And she came back looking shell shocked. And oh my god! Oh, yeah, no. can't say I blame her. Um, Catholic church is like that a little bit. And so she was the first one to come in the house, and she looks at me, and I said, "You okay?" She said, "Kelly, your church is terrifying," <laughs> and just went and sat down. I'm like. Yeah, checks out. I remember going when I was nine, and you are correct. Zero lies detected. No, no, I was going to say no lies detected. Yes, um, and and for our Catholic listeners, um, we 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 are we are with you in this. Uh, but well, it was the sermon. A- it was like one of the readings was the one about like if your eye is your, you know, if your eye is the problem, cut it off. You know, pluck it out. Yeah, if, if your arm is your problem, cut it off. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was that whole thing. So like mm. nine year old skips off to church thinking it's gonna be you know church and gets cut off your arm, pop out your eye, you know, yeah. shake hands with the people it, it, next to you in the name of peace. Like what? Yeah, it went a little Lord of the Rings there. Again, not it's, gonna not gonna lie to you. I I I think <laughs> uh, yeah. I I mean honestly, I I can see why maybe you know. <laughs> so they all came in and I'm like. What was tonight? And my mom goes, uh, if your arm is your problem, cut it off. And I was like, oh, that mm-hmm. one. Yeah, I know that one. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, poor kid. And they were like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. One Catholic math. Now she's an atheist. We don't know what happened to her, you know. <laughs> it's, it's so weird. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a fun t- it's, a, it's a fun time of year for uh for the the christians and the christian associated folk because it is uh carnival and mardi gras uh now it's is it already lent i don't know i'm not sure i I don't remember i i'm not i i'm not the uh pro-level catholic i used to be i'm more of a casual observer at this point so (laughs) do you when you go pros like do you give up eligibility for your for your last two years of of uh of college, or is it... Uh, so, Mardi Gras, <laughs> by the way, uh, Mardi Gras is next Tuesday, is the 25th. Okay. Um, so, 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 then yeah, this week, so, this week is Carnival, so yeah, they're they're gearing up for, for the playoffs the there uh, as they head to Easter, which I guess would be the Super Bowl? Yeah, I guess it would be the Super Bowl. I, I mean, guess Easter it's sort the of big, the Catholic the big, Super Bowl. It's, it's the big, it's the big kahuna. Uh, mm-hmm. of of the calendar but yeah it, this is this coming week or this this weekend and going into next tuesday is a big deal for uh for everybody who's celebrating carnival everybody's oh yes mardi gras um actually one of one of my colleagues is in new orleans right now i should i should check Goodness. on her yes sure okay um, um and tuesday yes. that means tuesday is is fat tuesday that's mardi gras in uh well most people i think um We'll know it as um, IHOP has free pancakes. That's Tuesday. That's good, coming. You good, should know. Good point. 
good point for <laughs> pancakes on Fat Tuesday. A yes. good day for king cake. And then Wednesday is uh, Ash Wednesday. And that's yes. The start begins the, the start of the Lenten period. Um, speaking of uh, parties that go on uncomfortably long, uh, I was in Las <laughs> Vegas. I just got back from Las Vegas this evening. So if I sound a little bit croaky, um, it is because I was I was inside uh, in a in a in a plausibly smoke free environment that was not actually smoke free. So I I, I I don't know how many of our listeners have spent any time in in Las Vegas in hotels on the Strip of Las Vegas. Um, they all have they have different smoking policies, but they but generally if the rooms is non smoking, the room is supposed to be non smoking. Mm-hmm. Of course, there shouldn't be smoking in the hallways or the elevators or whatever. Um, they specifically tell you, in, in my case, I was staying at The Wynn, they specifically tell you at check-in and have you sign something that says, there is no marijuana smoking in the rooms. Don't do it. That's interesting. I guess so, they kind of have to now because it's uh, it's legal there too. It is legal these in days, yeah. Um, but what that means is that there is a pervasive, <laughs> pervasive odor of vaped weed in every corridor and every elevator. Ugh. It's so it's so unpleasant. Okay, it's like, I live in Oregon, so I know of what you speak, and I'm here to tell you, I'm here to tell everybody who, like, you know, didn't grow up in Oregon that, yeah, it's not okay. It's, it's rough. Okay. It's, and New York, I mean, New York is getting like that, too, but just this was, this was intense. And of course, like, this is, a, like, there's cameras everywhere. I don't know what these people are thinking, but... Um, <laughs> But nevertheless, I, I was in Vegas. That's why I sound uh, hoarse. I had a lovely time. Uh, and actually, coming back, I was there for work, but I still had a very nice time. Coming back today, I I finished. Um, I had not. I had changed my flight a couple times because of the schedule of what was hap- of the programming that was happening this morning. the The thing that we were doing at work uh, ended pretty promptly at ten thirty this morning. And so I grabbed my, like, said said my goodbyes rapidly, grabbed my bag, and went and got on the shuttle bus. This was a mistake um, because <laughs> the shuttle bus was then waited for the next 40 people um, and then proceeded to, to stop at the first terminal at McCarran, which is the American and Southwest, first, and unload all those people, unload all their luggage and drop them off, and then drive around to Terminal 3, where United is, where I was leaving from. So the like the whole process meant that I my flight was scheduled to leave at 11.45 a.m. I got off the bus <gasps> at 11.16. Oh, my gosh. So 10 minutes after I'd gotten the text message saying your flight has started boarding. Oh, no. Um, I you know grabbed my stuff, ran, ran into the terminal, ran to the security, ran to TSA Pre, uh, like shot through that line, politely said to a colleague who was in front of me at the metal detector, "May I please go in front of you? <laughs> like I need to get, I need to get on this plane." Uh, got through and then saw the sign saying, "Okay, if you're going to the D gates, which I was, you have to now take the tram." Oh take- no! I was like, damn, goddamn, fucking damn! <laughs> ran down, got on the tram, got off the tram, went up the escalators, ran to the gate, and in fact saw a woman like boarding right in front of me. And in fact, I was not the last person on the plane. There were, I think, two or three people after me. But it was a near thing. Oh, my and gosh. So got on the plane. We pilot says, we have a great day for flying. We taxi out. We take off. I jump on the Wi-Fi. 
of the plane and my colleagues are saying, oh, I'm like, I'm on the bus and, and no, the tra no traffic is moving and we're stuck here. It's like, oh, right. Forgot to mention both our president and our vice president were in Las Vegas and we're leaving this <gasps> afternoon. Oh, this afternoon? They were there that whole time? Okay. They were there They were there overnight last night. So that meant that at, at a time that could not be predicted, mm -hmm. the roads to the airport and the airport itself were going <laughs> to shut down. They're sh we're shut, yeah. We're shut because when Air Force One or Air Force Two are in motion are leaving and when the when the mm -hmm. when those folks are, are traveling ain't nobody else moving no so so we had you know 1400 people from from works like hey by the way you you may or may not get your flight uh and uh jonathan Crisati, who is a, a twitter friend of the show was uh stuck in the parking garage at mccarran airport oh because gosh they weren't, they weren't allowing cars to move there so all that to say for all of the stress of me like like that's as close as that's way closer than I like to cut it and as, as, close, <laughs> as close as I've cut it in a long time mm -hmm. for all the stress of, of getting on that plane and getting out quite late I was happy to have gotten out at all yeah and be, and be back in Brooklyn because it was it, it yeah it was a near thing another it was a near thing another half hour for whatever reason and we probably would have gotten stuck on the yeah stuck on the tarmac for a couple hours at least so yeah you're so, giving yeah. me nerves about about flying because I have to leave uh, Sunday for mm -hmm. a work trip of my own. Ooh, and where are we going, if you can share? I'm going to Washington, D.C. for a week of Orion training for my new gig. <laughs> hashtag Hire Kelly achieved. Achieved yes. unlocked. Yes, I've can added you... a D. It's now hashtag Hired Kelly. It's very exciting. Can't... Can you share with our listeners what you are up to? I can because uh, uh, the person I am working for already shared it on Twitter, which uh, will is Tom Bridge for people who know the Mac Admins podcast. Uh, Tom is part of an IT consulting company called Technolutionary, and I'm going to work for them as a frontline support person and like triage for uh, routing call routing uh you know if if it's not something that's that's a, a a quick transaction you know here's how to reset a password or something like that um then i will be able, i will be uh, routing that to the appropriate person and then making sure that some of the longer term stuff is uh continuing to to you know have progress made upon it that kind of thing so uh i i get to do this remotely which is going to be awesome but i get to go fantastic. out there and meet everybody hang out get get a feel for stuff meet some of the folks um so it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm super excited that is fantastic well well i'm hoping i i would hope that you do not encounter the same kind of delays <laughs> and in fact in flying into and out of washington you shouldn't because the president doesn't fly from commercial airports in washington that's true Fly flies from andrews air force base so it doesn't yeah i mean there are other possibilities for things getting delayed, but that should not be one of them. Yeah. Um, but that's amazing. That's good. Oh, I'm so excited. Me I'm glad too. I caught you before you before you hit the road. <laughs> yes. Uh, so one thing I've been doing this week is uh, sitting down and talking to people um, sort of ahead of time. So uh, if you are a regular uh, Daily Observations listener next week, you're going to get to hear uh, me chatting with some other people for just sort of, sort of as an interview kind of a thing. It's not going to necessarily be the topics of the day because I recorded them in advance. So um, it should be fun. 
it, it would be fun to like just sh- run old shows like well today <laughs> apple introduced the i watch the watch series too um <laughs> that's what we should have done apple watch gra- like, i don't know what's going on yeah just groundhog day daily <laughs> daily groundhog observations um so speaking of awesome. spe- speaking of daily observations um you we discussed this uh briefly between shows but um so friend of the show and uh mac podcaster extraordinaire mr ken ray Mm -hmm. um reached out to me a little while ago and he has a new thing that he is doing in addition to mac os ken which is his daily news scripted news podcast Mm -hmm. uh, he's added a feature for his patreon subscribers which is um variously known as the test kitchen and um what is it? I think it's it's called ex- extended conversations. Anyway, it's part of. I should look it up because it would be, be nice to know the name of the thing that I'm. That what I'm the on. heck you this can, thing is that you did? But you can find it at Patreon.com/slash MacOSKen, and it's it's interesting how he's doing it because he's picking one person to speak with, to interview, or chat with, mm-hmm. and then doing five different topics. So it's what is recorded uh-huh. as one sort of 90-minute conversation turns into five 15-minute uh, segments when it's aired every day. So um, it's it's only a dollar per month for that uh, for that tier, and it's uh, it's called In a Few Minutes. That's what he has called it. Oh, okay. Um, so, I, I mean, I recommend it uh, in part because uh, I was on it. Uh, I got to do uh, one of the first two or three weeks that he was doing it, and it was a lot of fun. Um, and it's always fun to talk to Ken because he's, you know, a legend. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so it's great. And uh, and actually, most recently, he was talking to Tom Merritt from the Daily Tech News Show. Mm-hmm. Um, and prior to that, he's had folk. He had Peter Cohen on as one of his early uh, early guests. Nice. So. And Allison Sheridan of Nasillacast and Podfeet um, was on uh, a couple weeks ago, um, so or actually awesome. a week ago. And Allison, of course, is delightful and amazing. And Kelly has personally held up her pants. So. <laughs> yes, let's talk about that because it was broadcast on the fact. internet when it happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Yes, in case was, I was, was in, in case I ever had aspirations of running for office, like nope, not anymore. <laughs> wasn't it? Wasn't yeah. it? Wasn't as sorted as we make it sound. But it's fun to make it sound. No, really sorted. I think the the best bit is that um, uh, it happened. Okay, so it happened at MaxTalk, and yes. um, Mike Potter, who's responsible for MaxTalk, who's a fantastic guy, um. Uh, was standing there as we were getting ready and uh, when you are a speaker at MaxDoc, you have to wear two microphone packs because you have to have the microphone for the room and then the microphone for the video recording. So Allison has one, you know, like on each back pocket and uh, she had asked me to help her with her laptop or something. So I was like standing there, like helping her go through the checklist or whatever. And, and uh, she gets fitted with the mics and she's like, well, if I have these on, like I, my pants are going to fall off. And she looks at me and she goes, when I give you the high sign, just come hitch them up. Okay. And I'm like, okay. Or, you know, come pull my pants up or whatever. And I was like, all right, sort of kidding. Mike has no idea like what happened and just sort of is like, okay. And kind of lets it slide. So at some point, um, Allison looks over at me and kind of points at her waist and goes, 
hang on everybody and then she has like her back to the audience like i'm gonna go up there and do that in front of any everybody i'm like no first thing that's gonna happen is you're gonna turn around because no one needs to see this and, <laughs> and then hitched him up and went and sat back down and like to me it wasn't a big deal but it was really entertaining to watch everybody else react to like what just happened what 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 mm-hmm. yeah like me looking at twitter before we started recording it was very confusing <laughs> yes. and yeah. and very distracting and like how are we supposed to get back on track after that so yeah um max doc everybody this is why think, it's awesome i think uh everybody enjoyed it um it 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 made it i mean max doc of course as we've talked about many times is a is the is the technology conference equivalent of Hey everybody! I found some costumes in the old barn. Let's put on a show. Um, <laughs> we, it, not not in the not in a mean way, but in a delightfully um, samizdat self-starting. You know, we're going to pull this together kind of way. And Mike and his team do an amazing, amazing job, and it's delightful and fun. And you should all go. Um, and there are those moments of yeah, this would this is just not something that would happen <laughs> at any other technology anywhere else event anywhere yeah. else. So. Um, so yeah, it was delightful. Um, but yes, you can hear, uh, Allison among other people on Ken's, uh, in a few minutes show, which I recommend if you feel like spending a dollar, uh, on Ken, which, you know, I'd buy that for a dollar, honestly. Um, I was so, going to ask you, well, yes. go ahead, you, you, you go, you go first. Then well, I'll, uh, I'll talking about, uh, a noted podcasters other program, um, mm-hmm. I feel compelled to point out, um, because it's probably been a while since I publicly adored Chuck Joyner on this program. Hi, Chuck. Um, Chuck has a show called Trek Favorites. And if you haven't checked it out, um, it's awesome. And part of the reason that it's awesome is because uh, Chuck sort of came to the realization one day that he talks to all these folks on Mac Voices and, you know, does all these shows and that, like, Star Trek comes up on the regular for everybody. So... Uh, he decided to start talking to people about their extra super favorite episode of Star Trek. And I got to do one very early on. And uh, it's, it's like, it was super fun to get to do. And it's also super duper fun to get to listen to because it's very much a personal conversation. Um, It strikes me much more on the scale of like you and I doing this show, Mike, um, scale of podcasting yeah. where it's like hey listen to Mike and I have a conversation for half an hour <laughs> and then as opposed to like um, the show you and I used to do or the the other show that I do now uh, one of the other shows that I do now which is uh, Daily Observations where we talk about like um, you know here's here's news here's what we're presenting and we're talking about this for you the audience in this particular uh, presentational sort of way and that's the thing that I love about watching, about listening to Trek favorites. So I, I watch as many as I can. But one of the things I really enjoy about about um, that show in particular is listening to people be really excited about something. You know, yeah. because like you get people who are into stuff and you get people who are like into technology and want to talk to you about it and all that kind of stuff. But like listening to somebody talking about uh, this particular thing and and how much it meant to them because like it seems like everyone that's on the show has an obvious choice for this is the you know if i'm going to go on a podcast and talk about an episode of of any star trek 
program, uh, it's this one and here's why. And getting to hear people talk about something personal like that in a way that's, that's sort of dear to them uh, is super interesting to me and I just really like it a lot. So um, if you get a chance, you should totally check out Trek Favorites because it's great. And and Chuck is just such a he has such a, a great way of bringing out uh, the 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 nuggets maybe the nuggets not the right word but the but there's a delightful give and take in his interviewing style that I that I find charming mm-hmm. um, and and I think again when to your point when you're talking about something that you're very passionate about um, actually that reminds me um, not the thing I was going to ask you about but relevant to Trek favorites <laughs> is. Um, I have been watching Picard, um, and not in the way that some people would mean that because Patrick Stewart and I both live in Brooklyn, I'm literally watching him. That's not true. Please, (laughs) please do not notify law enforcement. Um, However, I do have friends who live around the corner from him, and that freaks me out. I thought you were going to say, like, now he lives in Lenny's house or something, and so now you're, like, casual neighbors. That that would be amazing. That that would, like, like, take... I've been watching Picard get his mail, you know, because like I leave for the, I leave for the subway when he goes out in the morning and waves at me or whatever. Like, yeah, honestly would not be the weirdest thing that you've ever told me on or off the podcast. (laughs) Uh, No, that would be amazing. That would, that would, that would up the celebrity quotient of the block a little bit. (laughs) Plus we could Um, say hi to him on the show and maybe someday he will wave back and be like, Hey, I heard your podcast. We should say hi, Lenny. Hi, Mika. Hi, Lenny. You're doing well. We miss you. Um, no, so not actually stalking Patrick Stewart, <laughs> but watching watching the television show Picard. Well, this story got a lot less exciting. No, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, um, I, I haven't I think, seen the most recent one, so if you're going to discuss uh, no spoilers. plot points, no spoilers. please don't. No, so, okay. I have not seen it either. It's it's. We're recording this on a Friday. It 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 it, it pops on Thursday, and I've not seen the most recent one, so I'm not going to talk about it. Um, but uh, the 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 process of watching Picard, um, <laughs> it's like. Also, by the way, you thought it was going to be more exciting. I think you need to calibrate your expectations. We've been doing this a while. <laughs> <laughs> I, sh- I should know better. I really <laughs> should. should. Um, so watching the show, but if, but in addition to the show, of course, on CBS All Access, they do, um, they do a behind the scenes show or they do an interview show mm-hmm. um, immediately after, or or I guess it it it. It goes becomes available as soon as the the weekly episode becomes available. And for Picard, the host of that companion program is Will Wheaton, mm-hmm. and it, it is it is beyond delightful <laughs> to see his enthusiasm and how like his his genuine love for the program. He was talking to Michelle Hurd, who plays. Um, Rafi, uh, mm-hmm. the 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 intoxicated uh, intoxicated Starfleet op- former Starfleet officer, and they're talking about the experience of working with Patrick Stewart and, and Michelle Hurd's like so like yeah now like I, he's my friend like I could text him right now, and and they're and and like <gasps> like they're they're going and they're both having this incredible fangirl fanboy moment and it's it's delicious it is so. It, it's it's it is has a post like past ironic post ironic sincerity 
from Will Wheaton, who's, you know, known, like, he's known for being funny and arch at times, but also really, really earnest about the stuff that he loves. Mm -hmm. And it's just amazing. And what was, what surprised me on the, I think it was the first uh, episode of the, of the, the companion show, um, the name of which escapes me. It's not Below Decks. It's like, whatever, after the, you know, like mm-hmm. the Picard after show, whatever they call it. You know, the thing, the thing with the Will and the Wheaton. Yes. The first episode of that, they did, maybe we talked about this, or maybe, no, probably no. You know what? I talked to, it, I mentioned it to Ken. That's why I'm thinking about it. <laughs> On the first episode of that, they, um, they did a little featurette about the recording of the theme uh, for the uh, television show Picard. I don't know if I saw that part. Okay. You should go you should go back and watch it because yeah. the composer the composer and conduct composer conductor he's talking about like well this is what I wanted to do in this way and then then there's like you see a a, a flautist playing the flute being recorded playing the flute and he says so with this flute theme here that you hear at the beginning of the of the of the Picard theme I was making a deliberate allusion and calling back to the flute from the inner light, the next generation. Oh. Yeah. So for those who don't know, the inner light is a next generation episode that feature that it, essentially there is a probe, the enterprise encounters, it emits a strange beam of radiation. Captain Picard is struck, uh, struck down um, and unconscious on the enterprise, but in another reality of some sort, he experiences the entire life of a man named Galen. Again, I think it's Galen on a on a world, and among and and so he he experiences in his timeline, you know, fifty years while he in the Enterprise timeline is lying on the floor of the bridge in convulsions. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that happens in this episode, not to give too much away, is that Galen plays the flute badly, but learns to play it over time. So. So, in the theme to Picard, there is a specific chunk of flute that is that is that that is mm-hmm. referencing that. And I'm sitting there in my living room watching this dumb featurette about the about the making of the music of this television show, and I'm crying. I was like, I can't oh, yeah. believe they did that. I cannot believe they did that. Oh, I but absolutely believe that. Yeah. Just for for the like. Now that you say that, like, of course that's what happened. Of course that makes sense, right? You know, because of course it's what happened. Well, it that just strikes me as the. I don't know how to, like that strikes me as the level of of attention to detail that's being paid with this show. Yes. Well, and 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 care. And, and the recognition that this is that we're talking about characters who have who have you know been within canon have have been in a lot of stuff and have done a lot of things in canon and have done a lot of things outside canon but also have aged 25 20 25 years like this this is mm-hmm. their future um and so the there's a there is a there's a degree of respect to the history of the of the characters mm-hmm. that that means yeah of course that's what you would do you would you would include that music mm-hmm. or you would include that musical notion now i don't know who thought it i, I think it was the composer who was like what well, this is what i'm going to do and i have to believe that when he went to 
uh, Akiva Goldsmith and, and Michael Chabon, who are the showrunners, said, okay, this is what I want to do. They're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You should do that. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. You, yeah, you do. Um, but what, if you if you haven't, to the listeners, if you haven't seen the behind-the-scenes show um, or you haven't chosen to see it while you're watching Picard, you really should. Um, everybody on it is delightful. Akiva Goldsmith being interviewed by Will Wheaton is delightful. Um, Michael Chabon is it just he's great he's like it 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 is it is really neat to see somebody like him who's obviously like accomplished novelist doesn't really begin to put a put a, <laughs> put a cap on it but it's very much like like Neil Gaiman writing an episode of Doctor Who or or like this is no one told him he had to do this this is like oh yeah I want to do this I want to be involved in this because I feel like I have uh, I have something to bring to the table so it's pretty neat. I'm enjoying it. I'm arguing with my friends on Twitter, like, there's too much exposition, you know, it's boring oh, and slow paced. Stop. Please stop it. Don't want to hear it. I don't want it's like, yeah, I'm like she's like friends who said, you know, I, I really want to love it and I'm having trouble. I'm like, well, like maybe stop trying so hard. <laughs> you know, just watch it. Watch it without caring quite as much and maybe maybe it'll work. I don't know. I don't I don't think it's a perfect television show by any means. It is it is a very different pace mm-hmm. than uh, than Star Trek, mm-hmm. trademark. Um, but it's also, I mean, well, if you when we had the same like, thing with Star Wars, true. You know, both in uh, the new movies, sort of copying to the fact that um, all these characters have aged, and also yes. um, with the Mandalorian. Like that was the same complaint I've 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 heard about the Mandalorian. If anybody's complaining about the Mandalorian, um, first of all what the heck is your problem um uh, and, daughter, and we are not my, friends my my 15 year old daughter who doesn't who is not a star wars person she and i started watching the mandalorian together and she's like this is amazing I was like, yeah oh, no. but that's she like the it. primary complaint from people is like it's too slow like i'm sorry what like <laughs> it's great the amount of stuff so that happens in every episode like it's one of those shows where like even in an episode where it doesn't seem like a whole lot happened, it's still like if you go tell somebody, like it, you know, tell me what happened in the Mandalorian this week. Like even in an episode where it doesn't feel like a lot happened, a whole lot happened. I mean, you got Apollo Creed like running around <laughs> shooting things. Come on, do the I hand thing again, baby. <laughs> I, I, like after that, I spent like two weeks just going around calling the child hand thing baby because I just thought hand thing baby was funny. And I just, I fell in love with that. And I'm like, yes, hand thing, baby. Do the hand thing, baby. Yeah. It, oh, yes. hand thing, baby. So, but, so comparing Picard to Star Wars, mm-hmm. um, that, that the pacing, the pacing is very different. And I think, you know, explicitly, one of the things, again, they mentioned on the, on the, on the, uh, behind the scenes show is that this is, this is to next generation what, um, Logan was to X-Men first oh. class or, Yeah. Like it is, it is a deliberately, it is a deliberate stylistic choice. It's a deliberate step away from the. So it moves slow and features Patrick Stewart, and I'm going to cry. That's what you're telling me. Because <laughs> that's my that, assessment of Logan. That that seems to be what we get out of Logan. So yeah. Um. This, I mean, not nearly as as ultra violent. Although actually. Now that I think about it, it is more it is more violent or more explicitly violent than um, Legacy Trek, uh, <laughs> and 
and and and that's true that's like x-men x-men movies to logan i mean watching logan i was like this is you know this is not an easy movie to watch no there's a lot going on here um so yeah i keep i'm i keep whacking this microphone this is no good no good (laughs) no bueno Uh, so i have a question for you yes kelly g there apparently is a new season three westworld trailer (gasps) there's there's two um (laughs) (laughs) i have not i've not seen them i'm coming to you for the lowdown so tell me what's going on here's the lowdown that's my head exploding. Um, so there's a few things. Okay, so this is a big spoiler horn. If you're one of those people who is on like a like the highest level media blackout, and like me telling you that there's another season of Westworld coming might be treading into spoiler territory for you. Um, over on the Incomparable, I host a show about Westworld, so that there's I'm I'm unbelievably redonkulously excited about this. Um, I host that show with Don Melton, by the way. Hi, Don. Um, uh, I've I've heard a number of jokes about Don being a host, and uh, he's currently offline for maintenance, so that's why we don't have a reaction show for me to link you to right now. <laughs> but um, uh, if you're not interested in finding anything out about the new season, all I'm going to tell you right now is when it starts, which is nothing about the show itself. Uh, I believe the first episode is March 15th. Um, let me verify that that's what's happening. That's um, imminent. That's like it, yeah, that's it's right it's up. basically breathing down your neck. Um, that's that's where we're at. Uh, let's see, uh, March fifteenth. Uh, it will be eight episodes. The others were ten, uh, nine or ten. Um, okay. so it will be eight episodes. And now horn. Here we go. Spoiler horn. Um, so things that we already know. Um. Well, first of all, there's two trailers. So you said, you know, there's there's a new Westworld season, there's a new Westworld trailer out. Uh, there's a second one that was found deep in, um, like, if you go to, you can, we will have a link in the show notes, but um, there's one that's on like the official HBO YouTube account, but it's mm-hmm. um, unlisted, so you can only get there if you have the exact link, and the exact link is buried like super deep in the Insight Inc. website. Um, <laughs> like, there's a couple of them that are that are hidden there, um, and like I. So, uh, the big takeaway from all of this right now, because this shows in the trailer, is Dolores and Maeve facing off. and i just with the and right because like oh it's gonna be so good but you know neither one of them is gonna walk away from that fight if the other one can walk away so on the one hand i really want this to happen but on the other hand i really don't because i enjoy each of them so much in their own ways so like i have a whole bunch of feelings about that um it's a little more obvious that somehow um Aaron Paul's character, uh, whose whose name is escaping me right now because I've been I, I watched the episodes a bunch and uh, and now uh, the trailers a bunch and um, they never really say his name so I don't remember what his name is, but um, he gets a little bit more mixed up in, uh, with Dolores. We see that you know a couple of of bits of the trailers are the two of them having some sort of conversation so we know that's going on um Mm -hmm. there's just like a but like a bunch of of images of things that happen um 
they're like and and like when you look at them like at least for me when i when i look at you know the image of that character in that setting or with that other character or doing whatever it is that they're doing right immediately my brain has sprinted off in some direction about like what is that why are they doing it why are they there why are they there what does this mean um you know, how does this affect the thing in the scene I just saw right before this one, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I will spin really far down <laughs> some of those. Um, and for people who don't remember, um, Insight is one of the, um, Insight is the other one. Like the, for the first couple of seasons, we got the, the, the Delos, Delos Corporation, Corporation yeah. that we saw, um, that we saw a little bit more about sort of in season two and uh with season three the the website that we got was um insight that we we got this a while ago uh from a company called insight um like october or november i think last year we got uh, like this this site sort of was unveiled um because there was like an ad for it that showed up on hbo's youtube channel um, this company insight and like, uh, and like they, they want to help you. They sort of like want, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to like put it, but they sort of want to help you make things better. Like they want to make all your decisions for you and help you figure mm. like everything from like on a massive global scale to a very personal scale. Like, should I take this job and things like that? Um, they want to help solve the world's problems, which, you know, even five years ago, maybe, uh, would have sounded really awesome. And in 2020 just sounds terrifying. So <laughs> at least when you're me, um, <laughs> this, like this used to sound like something amazing. And now I look at this and I just think this is insanity. I don't want anything related to anything like this to be a thing in the world and one of the things that i took away from watching a lot of the bonus stuff um from season one and season two of westworld was uh jonah nolan repeatedly saying um you know people have the like people get the impression that westworld is set in the far future because of how futuristic because of how advanced all the technology is and because of all of the things that these folks can do and and you know the, the technology they have access to and the way the technology augments everything but that stuff is all way closer than everybody thinks mm. and yeah it's jonathan nolan isn't it not jonah well he goes by jonah in a lot Does of the okay. stuff so i like other okay. people will occasionally talk about him and like jonah said da, 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 da. so oh yeah. fascinating i didn't realize that yeah um yeah that's you know the samsung uh pre showed off their digital avatar technology or uh late last year early this year um that was kind of disturbing mm -hmm. um <laughs> because it was intended to be indistinguishable from a human being and of course that was not a that was a screen with a human being with a, a a an avatar on it not a not a physical host um but yeah not necessarily impossibly far away um <laughs> and, and I, I i i was a big fan when i was a kid of the book larry niven and stephen barnes's book dream park mm -hmm. which uh did it had a lot of the had a lot of the Westworld experience in it, except it didn't have AI. It none none of these none of the the characters were were actually intelligent, but it was a 
massively multiplayer video game. It, it was it was a massively multiplayer role playing game, except it was really LARPing, but with technology. Mm-hmm. So it was people playing a role playing game live with a mix of actors and holograms and special effects and practical effects and weapons and fake weapons and all sorts of craziness and it's a wonderful book it's actually a series there's it's dream park uh barsoom project and i forget there's there's another one in the middle that i the title which escapes me but um but if you're interested in like getting a having a fun narrative ride around this stuff that's not quite as creepy or for that matter sexy as as westworld <laughs> um, i yep. recommend dream park but uh but but yeah that that this is the that the idea that this is some impossibly far future mm-hmm. is not I, I understand why they're trying to it's 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 somewhere between black mirror which is supposed <laughs> like like now yeah. uh and 10 years from now, mm-hmm. or, but not, but not a hundred years from now, I guess is what he said. Yeah. Um, Ugh. and it's so like, you know, that piece of it is sort of interesting. And, and one of the things that I really like about Westworld for people who maybe were, were casually interested or, you know, maybe it didn't really sound like your thing. Um, the thing that I like the most about it is that it's one of those shows that holds up that, uh, like when I watch, the, when I watch the first two seasons, like I said, season three is coming. Uh, when I watch those first two seasons, they hold up. And when you find out all of the things that you find out at, you know, over the course of season one and go back and watch season one again, um, you you do get a different show, but it also like it holds up. It's not one of those things where like now that you know how it turns out, so to speak, um, you know, it's 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 no fun to repeat. Like you get a really interesting show, even when you know how it's going to turn out, and it gets more interesting to watch season one after you've watched season two and go back and go through the whole thing again. Um, that's also really interesting. So uh, yes, I know that season two had a few clunkier moments and some sort of heavy-handed storytelling, um, but I really enjoy it for a bunch of reasons and also part of that is some of the like some of the larger questions about um mostly about humanity uh you know what does it mean to be human what does it mean to be you know a good guy or a bad guy or um you know interacting with other people and you know um it's it's some of it is oddly enough um part of what i liked about watching the good place you know what's it mean what does it mean to be a good guy what does it mean to be a bad guy um all that kind of uh you know bigger question philosophizing kind of stuff which by the way um unfortunately the the good place came to an end but i did really enjoy the good place um and i enjoyed um getting to watch through it again because i did watch um i did like sort of put uh the first I, I would put the first three seasons on because it's a half hour show. And so I would put those on while I was like sort of doing other stuff, you know, making dinner or doing chores or something and sort of catch up before season four was on the air. So I watched season four again and it was, and so, you know, before I watched season four, I watched the first three again and I really enjoyed the ending of that show. I'm a little leery of series finales. Uh, I was a lost watcher. So I'm a little, 
<laughs> gun shy, I guess, of them. But it was a lot of fun. Um, I did. So uh, also, I would recommend The Good Place if 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 you're looking for a comedy. And one of the things that I really like about The Good Place is that it's it's a nice show. Like aside from being really funny and aside from being weird and aside from being really entertaining, it's nice. Like it's fundamentally kind. Like as a show, it's never mean. The characters are never mean to each other. Um, the the they're never mean to the audience. You know, the show isn't making fun of anybody like maliciously. It all comes from a good place. So uh, it's it's actually a really fun show to watch. So I would recommend that too. I know we haven't made it to picks yet, but that's kind of what I'm doing. <laughs> and apparently, you don't know that you're muted didn't know that i was muted but thank you very much um <laughs> that was too long a pause for you to to, to, you to know and just not yeah well thank you for sharing the pick of course uh of course uh the good place is a very kind show and highly recommended if you haven't watched season four you have to do that it's so good um but thank you kelly for pointing out that the behind the scenes show of uh picard is called the ready room because of course <laughs> it is I should have like I don't know why that didn't stick in my brain. Um, it's a good time for us though to maybe say some shout outs and wrap it up for the night because mm -hmm. you've got to travel across the country on Sunday. I just traveled across the country. <laughs> and yes. um, we'll save it we'll save it for next the next time. But um, we have to say hi Tony Walla. Hi Brittany. Hey Daydre. Um, hey Lenny. Hi phone boy, hi uh, info driveway, hi Javi. Hi, Javi. Hi, Chris Fuller. Hi, Other Kelly. Happy Hi, birthday. Fuller. Happy birthday, Other Kelly. Chris Fuller, uh, by the way, has started a, a podcast internal to Salesforce, which is very <gasps> cool. And thank him for it. I, I wish everybody could listen to it because it's and great. Does, um, he ran, does he say hello to you on every episode? He, he has not. No, <gasps> but he did have me on as a guest. Okay. So I think that There just needs to be like a high mic every episode, That'd I think, for no hilarious. reason. And nobody's allowed to know no why. One, unless no they also know. listen to. I feel like they should just be like, hi, Mike. And then move on and see if anyone. And just see how many people like figure it out. Put it together. Yeah. And, and yes, happy say, birthday, Kelly, because I forgot um, at the time. So, yeah. Happy birthday, Kelly. Uh, hi, Dave McGee. And, hi, Dave. Um, I think. Uh, I think that's pretty much it for the moment. Oh, hi Diane. And, uh, I forgot Diane. Hi, hi Diane. Diane. We give a shout out to Michael Simmons and the crew uh, behind at Flexibits who had uh, Fantastical Three has launched. Not yet a sponsor, Flexibits. Um, <laughs> if you if you need a really good iOS calendar app, uh, I recommend Fantastical. Uh, it is mm. it is it is as capable as anything I've ever seen, and um, I've been on the betas, and they've been pretty good. And I think the 3.0 release is actually quite something. So check it out. Um, that's flexibits.com or just Google Fantastical. Find it in the app store of your choice, which you don't have a choice. You only have the one. So <laughs> tough. Yeah. Um, Kelly, where can the people find you? You can find you can sometimes find me on Twitter as Verso. I'm not there as much as I used to be. Uh, and I'm not feeling bad about it to be honest i was just having this conversation with somebody um so you can sometimes find me there you can find me over at the incomparable where as i mentioned i host the westworld podcast greetings from the uncanny valley with my friend don melton and you can also find me monday through friday generally hosting the mac observer daily observations podcast over at macobserver.com 
And you can find me on the Twitters and at micro.blog at Mike T. Rose. You can find the show at aftershowpodcast.com and also on Twitter at the underscore aftershow. And you should find us there. Please let us know if there's something you'd like us to talk about other than the stuff we do talk about because we are all about the listener service. Um, for, for, for Kelly, I am Mike, and we thank you for being with us. We will be back again soon.